What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. There's something about starting the program at noon Eastern. It gives me the morning to get things done. We're not putting jerseys in any more contracts for speaking events. We can't do it because Theo and I have just had a hang of a time getting jerseys delivered to events that I'm speaking at. I feel bad. Can you sign these and ship them out, Theo? He said, done. And they went to the wrong place. Joe, no more jerseys. But we found the jerseys. We found them. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Ah, welcome everybody to the RP Show. It's a little bit of a different look than you're used to on this Flame Tech Football Friday. Flame Tech is your industry leader in combustion services. Start spreading the news. The RP Show's talking football today, as we do every Friday, and mostly CFL on day two of training camps. Live on Game Plus Television across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Tell your friends to tune in. You might see a man float away on live television. And hopefully not get electrocuted. Lightning and uh, thunderstorm going on. I feel like I'm in a WKRP episode right now. Do we have the... Can you tell me the second Moose logs in, please? They're telling me that we don't have our co-host, Darren DuPont, ready here for... Maybe the Crows got him! Anyways, I didn't have a chance to get to our uh, one's sports update, so we'll do that right now. The Battle of Alberta uh, resumes tonight in the sport of hockey as the Calgary Flames are hosting the Edmonton Oilers for Game 2 at Scotiabank Saddledome. Game 1 was wild, as you know, with the Flames winning 9-6, the highest-scoring game in 23 years. In the other game in the Stanley Cup playoffs tonight, the Carolina Hurricanes will be looking to remain unbeaten at home during the playoffs as they welcome the New York Rangers in Game 2. Canes won the opener in overtime by a score of 2-1. The Toronto Blue Jays, after a day off, will open a three-game series with the Cincinnati Reds this evening as Hin Jin Roo will get the start against Luis Castillo. Canadian star Joey Votto is expected to be in the lineup for the Reds as he makes his return after being sidelined for more than two weeks with COVID-19. In the NBA playoffs, the Golden State Warriors are entertaining the Dallas Mavericks for Game 2 of their Western Conference Finals matchup. The Dubs took Game 1, 112-87, as Canada's Andrew Wiggins played a key role in helping lock down Mavs star Luka Doncic, holding him to only 20 points. This sports update brought to you by Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games. For the Tab Brewhouse and Drive-Thru Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. They tell me in my ear that the moose is here. And let's bring him in. I know that you're prepared, moose, to take over the show at any time if I float away. But I'm not going to put out into the universe being electrocuted because we don't want that to happen. But no, we don't want that out in the universe. No, that could very easily uh, happen. The power could go out. T. Will watching in Winnipeg says, that's what the weather has looked like in Winnipeg for the last week now. Today's show has turned into a weather report. I feel like I'm in a WKRP episode, Moose. I really do. This is... (laughs) Yeah, my cousin Chris in Medicine Hat says, holy crap, Rain City. I've never seen anything like it. I saw there was an 80% chance of rain around noon Eastern when we went to air today. And I'm like, yeah, it'll be a little sprinkle. Put the cover on the Jeep. The lawn guy is going to be by later. Yeah, he ain't coming around today. Man, can we check on the lawn guy? 
You what know do you those got? rain barrels that you, you'd have? My dad would have one in the garden, right? They're like four feet tall or five feet. You know, they're tall, big, round. It, feel, it looks behind you like somebody's on your roof pouring one of those buckets just straight down. Like it, that's insane. It's the ALS challenge. Just a couple of years late. Yeah. Phyllis is watching in Winnipeg. She says, love the rain sound behind Rod. It's very cathartic. How about that? Oh, no. What? Oh, that just Rod? happened. That was like a gunshot went off a block away. Lightning. Uh, JT writes in and says, love the sound of that rain, thunder, and lightning. Speaking of lightning, how about the Tampa Bay Lightning? Well, JT, you're a football fan, and it's a Flame Tech Football Friday, so we're, we already covered that last hour. And there's a little bit of rain wafting in here through the screen. If that lightning gets any closer, you are going to be taking over this show, Moose, for the rest of the way. Tori Gurley's going to be joining us later on in Hour 3. God willing. I have to apologize to you, Darren. I had no idea that this was going to be a, a thing today. This is like the worst storm since I've been down here, and I've been down here pretty much all winter. Like, Jeff the Stamps fan has written, and he says, Ron, if you need to build an ark, first, you need on board our Bo Levi and his wife. Well, they're not here, and I'm sure Bo's not so worried about me. But what would you talk about, Moose, for the rest of the show if you had a takeover? I'm curious. Oh, I'd probably uh, run through the depth chart of the Tennessee Titans for a, a good 10 or 15 minutes. No, we would tee up the game tonight. Battle of Alberta continues tonight. We'd really get into that. That would be awesome. I would really, I'm really looking forward to getting Tori on the show. Not just to talk about what's going on in the CFL, but what's, you know, the latest in the NFL. We've been a little bit dis disconnected from that league. Do you... And you're right, they've taken a little bit of a pause, right? The NFL, a little bit of a pause before OTAs. But so many storylines with quarterbacks moving. Matt Ryan moved. You know, Aaron Rodgers, where is he at now without Devontae Adams? And where do the Packers fit? There's the A.J. Brown trade, and what does that mean? Uh, there's so many different storylines, you know, right now in the NFL. And uh, your Cowboys, you know, what's that look like? Um so I'm, I'm really curious about where that's going to go. And obviously, uh, we haven't really spent much time talking about Game 2 in the Battle of Alberta tonight. Well, no, because it's a Flame Tech Football Friday. And right. I saw you posted to our social media the interview with Lanny McDonald from yesterday. So if anybody wants to see Lanny's take on tonight, he thinks that the rest of the series is going to settle right down. Um, from Nelson Hakowicz, our VP of Sim Events, writes in. He says, hi, I'm Rod Peterson, and this is Calm. Uh, I am a big fan of the Calm app. I learned of it from my niece. It really works. From Ryan H., he said, this is a great show today. You're all doing great. Well, thank you. From Jim Vancha, watching on YouTube, says, how many seconds between the flash and the thunder? Remember, five seconds is a smile. No, it's like bang, bang. Like they say in football, they call it a bang-bang play. It's bang-bang. Yeah. The lightning flashes and the thunder goes. It's dang close, man. What well, did you see? The, the tweet just came in, too. Praying that at Rod Peterson makes it through the at Rod Peterson show today with the praying emoji. So we got from support. Who? There it is. We're getting from Chris. 
So uh, thank you, Chris. Now. <laughs> Put some raindrops on there. Andrew Stute writes it and says, "Good morning, Rod from Rainy Regina." Do you want to rephrase that? Rainy Regina, do you have anything going on like this? No, we don't. The streets are dry, man. There was the odd snowflake. and You got the balls to say it's raining where you are? <laughs> Can you put that back Hot up on teeth. the screen? I got to put like a rain jacket on. Anyways. He says, happy to see the CFL's back. Go Riders, I enjoyed the game in Tampa last night. I'm so impressed with Tampa. They just know how to win. I'm actually not joking. The rain is moving in. And I feel like I'm going to have to move my gear a little further closer to the building here. It's coming in through this. Like, I'm literally getting soaked where I am right now. And I'm pretty sure you guys don't want that. Do you want to go to a break? We don't want you We're to going get to a break. We'll be right back on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. All right, that is not what Florida looks like today at all, and this is not the sound of Rod Peterson either. We are uh, taking things on the fly, baby. What I was told in my ear was that there was a strike of lightning and we lost Rod. Now, we didn't lose him like he didn't pass, I don't think. But I don't really know, because that's all I was told in my ear. We think the power went out. So we are here and we are hanging out. Clark, we've got a long time here. Um, I got a couple things for you. Um, who do you got on speed dial that you can bring into the program on short notice before we get to Tori Gurley? That would be option one. Where is Justin Dunk at right now? Um, and is he available on short notice? So literally text him or call him. But I want to get back into the chat. Somebody asked if there was a uh, wet t-shirt contest happening. I think that was Jennifer. So uh, that's pretty funny. I don't know if he's going to have uh, a wet t-shirt contest going on. <clears throat> but Randy from the peg says, where's the RP rain gear that I need to put in the budget? Yes, I think we need to look at that. We actually had a merch meeting yesterday uh, to look at the track suits that Rod wants. He wants track suits in the store. So we'll look at that. Um, very, very interesting. But I'm also going to need the, view the viewers here. And... Uh, we find out that the Elks have released high-profile quarterback Cardale Jones. That from JT, I believe, in Edmonton. So that's exciting um, news there. Um, I was excited about Cardale Jones to see if he would survive with the Edmonton Elks and if he would get a chance to play. Chris Jones has been notorious for experimenting with these quarterbacks, and I think we're always really interested, whether it was Johnny Manziel coming up, and he actually played and it didn't work out. But, you know, Vince Young with Saskatchewan or Paxton Lynch, the former first-round draft pick of the, the Denver Broncos. And now Cardell Jones, who we saw star at Ohio State. I kind of wanted to see how these guys get in. It's always curious, even in preseason. So I hate seeing these guys get cut before we ever get to see them in a game. So word is this morning, Cardell Jones is out in Edmonton. Uh, Shane Melanson's watching from Deer Valley. Rod, if we, yeah, bring him in as soon as he's ready. Rod, 
Shane's worried about you. Shane Melanson's worried about you. He said, I hope you're safe, Rod. So it looks like you're good. We didn't lose you. But all that they told me in my ear was there was a big strike of lightning and we lost Rod. I didn't know if you got struck by lightning, if the power went out, but it's good to have you back. Who told you that? Who said that? <laughs> Jordan in my ear. I'm like, Jordan, Did he pass? Did he? Whatever. And he's like, I can't read your lips, but uh, you're up. Well, uh, like I said, <clears throat> listen, I'm sitting here moving all this stuff in closer to the building to get away from the rain coming in the screen. And I looked down and saw that gigantic power bar. I'm like, this, is, this isn't funny anymore. Yeah. I'm connected to that thing. You know what I'm I saying? I can't get wet. I can't get wet. None of this can get wet. So anyways, we're away from the rain. Any <laughs> I think it stopped raining. Oh, my God. This might end up being our most viewed episode ever because I'm getting those messages, too. People are writing in going, we might watch a man die on television today. And I just realized I got Spicy. one of the lights pointed the other way. So I, I think we're doing okay lighting-wise. Are we not? Oh, yeah, it looks good. We're, we're doing okay. Bingo! Yeah. Sometimes I wonder if your good is just you being nice, not being honest. You know what I mean? Trying to spare my feelings. What am I supposed to say? Looks like crap, Rod. Can you get it straightened out? You know, you're only... Oh, yeah, I would appreciate right it, actually. I, I would appreciate that. But no, it looks um, good. I would tell you to look bad. I just flipped open my laptop and... The screen's all covered in water. That's going to be long. Oh, it's it's fixable. Oh, here's one. Norm Fong writes in, the Hall of Fame equipment manager of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and formerly of the Regina Pats and Kansas City Blades, and says, Rod, Jim Hobson is getting inducted into the Mike Ditka Gridiron Greats Hall of Fame tonight. Signed, Fongo. You know, it's amazing, by the way, that I've had some close dealings with the gridiron greats over the years. Not anymore, clearly. But congratulations for Hoppy for going in. I've had a lot of friends go into that. The Super Bowl party that I was at, Moose, that you dropped me off at in Los Angeles, was um, benefiting the gridiron greats. It is a Hall of Fame for, obviously, worthy pro football players, but the benefits go to players down on their luck former pro football players. Hoppy's not one of those, but I'm glad to see that he's going into the Gridiron Greats Hall of Fame. That's, it's Mike Ditka's Gridiron Greats. I just talked to Jim last week. How did he not bring that up? Oh, wow. Um, Darren in Salt Lake City uh, writes, he says, Rod, I keep looking for George Clooney and Mark Wahlberg over your shoulder. I didn't realize you were doing the Perfect Storm sequel today. I can't imagine what this has looked like on live television today. You're welcome, by the way. Not you, the viewers. Are you getting any traction on your meme of why the CFL has survived 100 years, 100 plus years? I, I feel like that was look. 100 days ago that we even talked about that after what's gone on here in the last 30 minutes. Doesn't it feel like it? You know, starting to get some comments in, but... Uh... Yeah, it's, uh, we'll see where this goes. So they agree with you. One comment came in on Instagram. Both of those things that you said, uniqueness, and I said consistency, and uh, plus the concept of what the league means and what it stands for. 
So that's cool. You know, why did the, why does the CFL survive and all these other leagues haven't been able to survive for more than a couple of seasons? Uh, yeah, I'd be interested to see some more answers come in. For those that care, and I assume it's everyone that's watching right now, uh, the rain has stopped. I think we're going to be all right. And the lightning, too. We may formulate another plan past today in the event that this happens again, but you just watched probably broadcast history be made on Game Plus Television and YouTube Live. Um, I'm going to change the title so of the YouTube post when we're done off the air from Rod Peters' show, May 20th, to Man Narrowly Escapes Death on Live TV. Now we're not off the air yet. Don't get cocky. we got 40 minutes to go. Yeah, no um, celebrating on the one-yard line. No. Phyllis writes in. She says, no, it's entertainment at its finest. Keep it up, guys. Um, from Andrew Stute says, hope you're safe, Rod. Sorry to stress you out, LOL. You didn't stress me out, Andrew. The weather stressed me out. And I don't necessarily very often get stressed out. But when you're in the middle of a monsoon like this on live television with your life literally on the line, it tends to be a little stressful. And it's rainy where you are? Sure. Yeah. Can you imagine mm -hmm. if you were watching what? Mike Greenberg this morning and he was <laughs> dipping in and out of a lightning storm? We just, this standing. is what we think. And trust me, I want to get back to the actual football, but stuff happens. And stuff happened today on the show. Mike Greenberg, I don't expect ESPN would have this happen to them on a live set. But in my mind, this is flashing all those meetings with Paul and Jordan. This is why we don't want to be outside. A monsoon and an electrical storm could happen. I'm like, no, it won't. Up it through. doesn't until it does. Until it does. I'm going to have to admit those two might have been right about something. And Ryan, too! <laughs> and then the other thing is when we watch CNN, and it's that guy, usually in South Florida. He's got his uh, yellow rain jacket on. He looks like Big Bird. He's got the drawstrings pulled tight like he's a first grader. <laughs> right? And he's like, reporting live from oh, the storm. Yeah. And we sit back, we sit back on the couch and go, what an idiot! Well, at least that guy had a rain jacket on. I, I got a dang Saskatchewan Rattlers golf shirt. Uh -huh. um, from Tacona Pauly in Winnipeg. Rod, how was jet skiing? Right? <laughs> jet skiing, getting this gear saved. Um, Nelson Hakowicz, which was more stressful, this storm or the blackout bowl storm and being crammed in a press box at Taylor Field? This by a mile, and that's not recency bias. Funny how shows get hijacked and you thought you were going to talk about something and then something else happens. And what Nelson's referring to, which I could go on 59 minutes on that, which ironically was how long that I went on, 2007, August 2007, Edmonton Eskimos at the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Were you there that night, Darren? I was at the game, yeah. You were there. 2007, August. It's uh, been encapsulated in a book called Green Magic, a bestseller written by me. It was in the third quarter. Edmonton had the lead, if I'm not mistaken, and all of a sudden, all the lights and power went out at Taylor Field. The grand old lady. 
the stadium which, ho which has hosted more pro football games than any other stadium in Canada. Pro football games. Taylor Field. And I broadcast over a cellular phone for 59 minutes talking to our producer back at the studio, Morris the Rod Weeder Delorme. Morris wanted to play music. And I said, nope, this is far too important. We need to stay on the air for this entire blackout. God knows how long it's going to be. We got to keep people informed. We got to tell them how to be safe. We need to inform fans of what's going to go on here. And I had a steady stream of guys. This is how dark it was. And I don't know, you can tell your side of the story in a minute. But in the press box at Taylor Field, I could not see my hand in front of my face. That's how black it was in the stadium. And I'm on a cellular phone broadcasting live. George Black, the CFL's director of officiating, came in. It was George Black, was it not? Was it not George Black? You guys are too young to remember. I think it was George Black. Yeah, it was George Black. George White was the former Ryder linebacker. <clears throat> George Black. He came on and he was with me for 10 minutes. The Riders defensive coordinator, Richie Hall, was good enough to come down the hall and go on with me for another 10 minutes. My color commentator, Carm Carteri, for 20 to 25. And I'm sitting here trying to get reports from the police. People are leaving the stadium. There were police officers telling them, go home, go home, the game's over, go home. Of course, it wasn't. After 59 minutes, the power comes back on, and we're going to replay the game. And the Riders, of course, came back and won. Darren, did you leave, or did you come back? I think you came back. Or, sorry, you never oh, yeah, left, I if I'm not mistaken. I never left. Yeah. We all went inside. It was raining so bad. Some people stayed outside and just decided to get wet and just soak it all in. We all went into the concourse, right, or underneath the stands, and we're all huddled up. And it was the same thing. People had cell phones out, trying to get any kind of light. You could have lighters, whatever and huddled around there were several people put their popcorn buckets upside down on their heads to avoid getting wet uh, to keep the rain off their heads that was wild but we all huddled inside and then when you went back out onto the field it was so cool because people just forgot about where they sat they all rushed to the front it was like standing room only at a concert standing on the bleachers and just huddled chest to back pushing as far down as you could Maybe half the stadium was left, but it was louder than any other building I'd ever been in at the time. It was so loud, and there was such a small portion of the stadium that was still left with, with fans, and then the Riders came back and won, and it was a really cool moment. Well, Nelson asked what was more stressful, that or this, and that is what I do. That's what I was or at least what I thought I was put on the earth to do. I've realized it's now something else, but I do that pretty well too. Here today, I was worried about my physical safety. I'm not joking. Uh, to, and once I saw this power bar down here, which is the size of what? A home plate? I'm like, yeah. whoa, if that thing gets fried, we all get fried. Um... Stacy Champagne watching from Access World headquarters writes in and he says that was probably my favorite rider game ever. From Ryan McCarthy in Newscaster Voice. He's watching in New York. This is Rod Peterson reporting live from Taylor Field. Here's the present news. It's still dark. It's been dark for a while. I'll keep you updated as events warrant. No, Ryan, I stayed on the air for 59 minutes straight. I did not pop in and out. 
as Darren would say, as constant as the Northern Star. <laughs> Doug Steven watching on YouTube. Hey, Rod, I will take the rain over the snow we had yesterday and this morning. Doug from Cold Cold Davidson. Stay safe, my friend. Thank you, Doug, and I think we've made it through the worst of it. Uh, you know what's funny? Uh, T-Will uh, in Winnipeg writes in says, Is that where the watermelon hats came from? No. The story on the watermelon hats is the writer's advertising agency of record, Phoenix Group, the two guys that were running it at the time, Trent Fraser and Darren Mitchell, were in Winnipeg. This was prior to the Banjo Bowl even being called the Banjo Bowl. And they saw two Ryder fans running up and down the aisle at old Winnipeg Stadium wearing watermelons on their head. Just two random guys. And like Ryder flags as capes around their necks. And they looked at each other and like, that's genius. Came home and the watermelon phenomenon campaign was born, which stands to this day. One of the most iconic marketing strategies and schemes in, I would say, pro football history. From two guys, Ryder fans, at a game in Winnipeg. And as you often say, Darren, you know, nothing's original in the marketing business. It was in a way stolen, but that's where that came from. Yeah, uh, it's unbelievable. And recognizing opportunities, knowing what can be scaled, what's gonna reach more people. I mean, it's just, that's smart. You see something cool and, and you know what? That watermelon thing could have fallen flat on its face, right? But you know what? They tried it and it worked. It's only going to work if you try it. I'm reading the comments. That's why I'm laughing. I'm sorry. Maybe today will be the tipping point day that we never look back. And remember that day Rod almost died in Florida? Looks like the sun's coming. 31 out. minutes. 31 minutes away from this being over and saying we did it. Um... Nelson Hakowitz says CBC started showing Anne of Green Gables that night. I know, I know, I know. I'm pretty sure it's all in the book that I wrote about that season. It was all part of a very special season. And um, I remember because we had the game on in the booth. We always do. And I'm like, what are they? What a bunch of wussies. CBC's going to Anne of Green Gables. I felt that I had a responsibility as the voice of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders to keep the province and our listeners and rider fans informed of what was going on in one of the most iconic nights in provincial history. That's a fact, Jack. And CBC goes to Anna Green Gables. And which, by the way, <laughs> this is how the radio business works. Back then, well, they still have these RTNDA awards. Radio, to, uh, radio Television News Director Association, RTNDA awards. And um, my boss came down to my desk at the radio station and said, hey, would you mind cutting together the highlights uh, of your 59 minutes on the air? And I said, why don't you get somebody else to do it? And he goes, well, no, no if you put it together, we're going to nominate it for an award for live on-the-spot news coverage. And I'm like, well, <laughs> who could beat that? Clearly, I'm going to win. So I put it together, Gave it to him. They shoved it in. And as it turns out, the news director of the competing radio station was on the board, the voting board, and I didn't win. I was like, who on Gable, Anne of Green Gables, God Green Earth, 
did a better job in the last year of reporting live event than that. And that's when I realized, I'm like, don't ever nominate me for anything ever again, because these things are a sham and a joke. And the fact of the matter is, people like Nelson make it all worthwhile because he remembered. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> T. Will in Winnipeg. What we'll say about today, remember that day we almost had the debut episode of the Darren DuPont show? <laughs> sure you laugh now! <laughs> um, Rick Hagelin I saw my says, business flash before my eyes. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> our, uh, Rick Hagelin says, our family was returning from Alberta and listened to the game on our truck radio and somewhere east of the overpass near Pence, we saw the lights come on. If that isn't just the most Sask story ever. You can see it from 36 kilometers away when the lights come back on. Yeah. <sighs> the whole province goes nuts. While well, you were listening to me, Rick, which you knew. Um, Ryan H. says, Rod, you seem more relieved that there was a taco time in Estevan than you were when the rain slowed down. Potato, potato. Uh, Rick goes on. No, this okay. I, I'm going to have to go to a break here. I'm going to snap. <laughs> Rick goes on to. Rick says, and you can understand why. You don't. You don't see the comments, do you? Or do you see the comments? I I pulled them up. I don't have them now. I pulled them up when you were gone, so I had some uh, content to talk about. But no, we were okay. Rick Haglin goes on to say, "We always admired you, Rod." Breaking news: I didn't die. You can still, still admire here. me. We always admired you, Rod. It was like a family uh, member of mine after I left the Rough Riders said, your brothers were so proud of you. Were? <laughs> Part of the reason that I'm in South Florida now. Bob's your uncle. Bob's your uncle. <laughs> what else you got, Moose? <laughs> Time to um, take a break. No, I'm no. I th well, but it, honestly, yeah. Nelson asked me why. Uh, what was more stressful? I'm going to go into the house and pop about five a leave because I now have a raging, bangaroo stress headache, and which I don't get headaches. You're around me all the time, but that's why I used to drink so yeah. much. I swear to God, stress. Yeah. But now uh, these will leave, we'll get rid of it, and we'll get on with the rest of the show. See you for overtime. God willing, Moose. All right. I'll be on standby. You are watching the RP show on the Game Plus TV network live from rainy South Florida. Also on YouTube Live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Prayers up for the Florida Panthers. Down 0-2 in their first round series to the Tampa Bay Lightning following a game two literal last second loss to the Lightning last night. But we're talking football today and it came up. Mike Florio talking about it today on WQAM Florida Radio, uh, Miami. That other, oh, by the way, the rain's back, so we're not off the air. 
we're not done yet. We're not out of the woods yet. But anyways, he talked about the CFL is the only league that sir, has had any longevity that's not named NFL. They talked about USFL folding, XFL folding, Alliance folding. We can get into that with Tori Gurley, our next guest. Uh, Packers alum, Browns alum, Toronto Argonauts too. Tori, you didn't tell me about the rainstorms in South Florida. I've almost floated away today, man. You ever been caught in one of these? Nah, but you might need to get in the ark just in case of Noah come by. You know, make sure you get two of everything. <laughs> now I get it. <laughs> Tua, well, I'm in the right spot. <laughs> get it? Miami. Hey, listen, you're in uh, South Carolina right now or North Carolina? South Carolina. Okay, you're in Columbia. Listen, I'm trying to tell our Canadian viewers that all anybody's talked about for the last 24 hours is Jimbo Fisher, Texas A&M, calling Nick Saban a narcissist. I'm assuming it has reached where you are, man. That is the talk of football in America today. Would you agree? Oh, of course. And, you know, it's, it's pity how these coaches are going at each other because we all know that, you know, in this wild business of college football that, you know, players get paid you know parents get paid high school coaches get paid you know whatever it takes to get that prospect on campus to help that school win a national championship or a conference championship you know it, we all know that we've seen the movies you know we know the story so to to actually hear nick saban like go after people and call them out you know, it was just unbelievable because we're all just looking like hey you know that program isn't as squeaky clean as you make it out to be. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I'm, that's why it's so delicious. It's so, yeah, Nick Saban started the whole thing, saying that Texas A&M bought the number one recruiting class in America, which, by the way, is what you're you're doing in your life right now, right, with home field advantage. Like, you're right in the middle of this up to your eyeballs. Yeah, and, and what I tell people is you can't buy a championship. You know, if it was that easy, that means the Yankees would win the World Series every year. The Dallas Cowboys, you know, Jerry Jones would pay any amount of money to have a Super Bowl. And the Los Angeles Lakers would just go 82-0. and 0. So, um, you know, with, with you bringing in kids that are getting paid a lot of money, you have to be able to manage that, manage those type of egos. And, and you know, sometimes I'd rather take a chance at a kid that was overlooked compared to just going out here trying to, be it for all these top players because that chemistry it it has to it has to mesh and it has to mold when when those guys show up on campus because if not you'll just have a bunch of individuals trying to play a team sport. There's a lot of roads we could go down with you, Tori. I mean, the CBA has a, or the CFL has a new CBA. We're into day two of training camps. There's the naturalized Canadian rule, which I don't think you were in the CFL long enough, not even with one team to have become a naturalized Canadian. But you did meet your wife in Canada your whole life changed because of the CFL I know you love the Canadian Football League so what's your take on the the strike the eventual CBA and the fact that they're playing ball no I'm happy for those guys to get out there and compete um, I'm forever indebted to the Canadian Football League I mean the best time of my life um, it gave me an opportunity to to grow as a player and grow as a man and you know I, I I'm forever thankful you know I was able to travel all across North America and, and and last but not least to to meet you and be able to be on your platform. So those are things that I never take for granted. And I tell any guy that's still chasing a football dream, the NFL is fine, but 
the CFL will definitely help you get back there. You know, you can go there, well, get some game film, be able to see the world. And, you know, for the most part, I've had many guys to end up staying in a CFL because they enjoy not looking over their shoulder and being the guy. So, um, you know, I, I think it's a win-win for, for both. And like I said, I'm forever indebted to the Canadian Football League. Well, and I'll be honest with you, your phone call that day in June of 2019 changed my life. So that now that you're mentoring young people, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I, I'll, I'll go one step further. Our question came up today. Why has the CFL lasted over 100 plus years when all these other leagues haven't? What would be your immediate answer to that? What I truly appreciate is how Canadians stick together. You know, something in America you know, as every man for himself, but in Canada, you guys rally around whatever it is. If it's hockey, if it's family, you guys stick to it. And that's why the Canadian Football League has been around for so long, because that is your league. You know, you're not uh, you're not persuaded by what the USFL does or what the NFL does. It's the Canadian League. You guys didn't, you know, try to implement the rules to make it look like American football is how you do it. And, you know, you stuck with it. And that's why it's been been out for 100 plus years. And it gives guys opportunities to to play this this great game of football. So, um, you know, that's something that, you know, I wish we would adopt here in America is, is you know, sticking together as a, as a team and as family, because um, I feel like Canadians do such a great job of that. Well, it's nice for you to say that. I think the Canadians need to hear that. And I think you're absolutely right in America. It seems like it's going the other way, unfortunately. And it's like how we started this interview with Saban and Jimbo Fisher. Look at that. They should be working together. And here they are fighting like children. And it's that's kind of the take that I've seen with all the media is that this is just sad that these guys are sitting there sniping at each other like this. But in the time we have left, which is a few minutes, what is on your football radar right now? Is it NFL stuff? Is it CFL stuff? College stuff? Spring leagues? What? What's keeping you busy? Uh... This guy right here, <laughs> uh, he's keeping us busy, but um, it, it's definitely college football. We're going into camp season. Same thing with um, CFL. Uh, Kim and I and TJ will be up in Canada pretty soon next month to go visit the in-laws and uh, take him to his first Canadian football game and for him to meet some of my teammates and for us to get on set one day and you know get back to the studio. So we have a lot of things planned. And, you know, we're just excited. You know, it's, it's football season. We're literally just a few uh, months away from all this stuff kicking off, and it's the best time of the year. Well, I mentioned to Rob Vanstone of the Regina Leader Post last hour that maybe it's too early to talk about division favorites, but it's never too early to talk about division favorites. So who do you see in the Grey Cup in Regina in November 2022? Wild, you know, wild card. I'm gonna say, uh, give me the Argos and give me, uh, and I no, give me Montreal. Where, who, yeah, give me Montreal, and also I'll take, uh, you know, Winnipeg does a great job. Like I and, and, and Winnipeg, you know, those would be my my two dark horses to be in the in the Great Cup this year. <laughs> I tell you, uh, I knew. I, I'm glad you amended your Eastern pick because I, I knew any team your boy Trevor Harris was on, you were gonna go yeah. with them. Tori, give well, my best wait a minute. I need appreciate the time. Yeah. What wait a minute, one more. I'm gonna go with Montreal and let's go with the Rough Riders. Sass. I, I gotta go with the home team. So How about that? <laughs>
All right, sorry, sorry, I put you on the spot. It's a Montreal Saskatchewan Grey Cup, a rematch of 2009 and 2010. Tori, thanks for this. Have a great weekend. All right, thanks for having me. Our NFL insider and new father, but not so new, Tori Gurley. One more segment left, and the Moose will rejoin us for Taco Time Viewer Takeover. You're watching on Game Plus TV. YouTube Live in 24 hours, sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Here we go one more time. We've managed to make it this far. I, I don't even know if I can get into my sponsor reads. Let's bring the Moose back in. The Moose, Darren DuPont. And um, it's been an interesting day, Moose. Everything happens for a reason, as they say. You see, since you left, the rain's come back. The sun was coming what? out, but the rain is now back. Yeah, it's back. But remember what I was reading to you this morning over the phone? Yes. About synchronicities are going to be happening more and more and more so you posted to our instagram why has the cfl survived for 100 plus years you're never going to guess or maybe you saw one of the guys that responded no 16 year major leaguer world series champion greg zahn how about that what did zani say he says it's uniqueness he said but for a different reason than mine, he said it's the only game in town in some cities. And he's bang on. Whether What did we talk about earlier this week? The Saskatchewan Rough Riders in Saskatchewan. The Tiger Cats in Hamilton. You can talk about the other teams in those towns. The junior hockey, CEBL in Saskatchewan and Hamilton. It's not, it's not the same. So I say it's because of the uniqueness of the rules and the state fair football uh, idea or notion of the CFL. Zani's saying it's because it's the only game in town in some places, and that's why. And all opinions are welcome. Alan Lee. You remember Alan, the intern, the Asian sensation? Yes. He's written in on the text line, the 902 text line, where you can always reach us. He says the CFL's lasted for 100-plus years because they have a lucky rabbit foot soaked in lucky charms. In all oh, honesty, they are just. In all honesty, they are just consistent, and uh, consistency really became the hallmark of my success. Any success that I've had because of a conversation with Ray Bork, but obviously the way that I was brought up by my dad, Ken Kajowski, writing in from Yorkton. He's watching on Game Plus TV, and he says, "Well." It looks like the show has got past the fifth inning before the rain might stop it, so that'll make it an official show, will it not? No. That's what the Florida Panthers were thinking last night. Oh, there's 3.8 seconds left in regulation. Let's just get it to over. And they crap themselves and they lose. You take it right to the goal line and in. You don't stop. I just got hammered with rain again. Oh, here comes the wind. My door is open. Can you take over for a second? You're hearing the sirens. I might have yeah. got a little too cocky there. I, I may have got a little I too cocky there. 
go, 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 do your thing. Um, unbelievable. Um, you know, it has been a football Friday. I have been saying we should at least touch on the game, the Battle of Alberta tonight in a few minutes we have left. Game two tonight. Game one was such a spit show that uh, we don't know what's going to happen tonight in game two. Um, but Jay Woodcroft came out yesterday right away and didn't even wait for the question to be asked. Said Mike Smith is starting game two. No questions asked there. It'll be Jacob Markstrom again. You know, I know Rod said, Lanny said, this is going to be whole hum now the rest of the way. It'll settle down. I don't know if it will or not. You can't expect 15 goals tonight, but I think it'll still be entertaining. Um, I think it's important for the Flames to come out and have another good start and score first. But uh, tonight's game will be uh, a lot of fun. And I know it'll be rocking in Calgary. I think the red party, the party was closed for game one because of the weather. So it should be open again tonight outside. So that'll be rocking. The red mile will be rocking. We lost him. Okay. We lost Rod. That's cool. We'll get him back. You let me know when he's back here or, or how much time we have left in the show. I'm watching the clock, but, um, yeah, so that'll be interesting. Um, we got four minutes. Um, Milan Lucic, how he plays again tonight, because he laid that big check on, on Connor McDavid right after the whistle on the offside. That was great. He was playing with an edge, had some chances. He's a really good playoff, too, Milan Lucic has for the Calgary Flames. So I'm excited to see, you know, who shows up tonight, who plays well. Um, you got to remember Darnell Nurse and Cody Cece, they were on the ice for, I think, four goals against in game one. So they need to be better. I think Connor, as much as he had four points and Dreisaitl scored, I think they were on the ice for three or four against last uh, last game in game one. So really interested to see where this goes and, and where uh, where game two goes in that series tonight. We didn't talk about St. Louis's game in, in game one, but I thought or in game uh, two last night, they played really well. Um, David Perron just continues to be one of the great stories of these NHL playoffs. Uh, unbelievable to watch him uh, play and have the success that he had. And look at all eyes are on this New York Carolina series after uh, the Carolina report or the reports came out that Carolina wasn't giving tickets to fans in New York. You know, they had over, I think it was 1.6 million people tune in. Um, it was well over a million people tuned in for that game. It was the most watched game in the NHL a couple of nights ago. The Euler Flames game was 800 and some thousand. Now, remember, these are U.S. numbers. U.S. audience, okay? So you would expect the American markets to get a little more viewer attention. But that series has drummed up so much attention, New York and Carolina. It was the number three rated show on cable in the U.S. Um, a couple of nights ago. Like, that's outstanding for the National Hockey League. NBA, I think, was, was in one of the top two spots. So um, that was huge. We'll see if that bad blood continues. Uh, Carolina winning game one and overtime game two in that series tonight. And of course... Battle of Alberta uh, game two is happening tonight as well. Um, Ryan H watching. I should pull up the comments. Uh, we're going to need some RP show umbrellas in the shop. Make a list, guys. We need a rain gear. We need umbrellas in the shop. Um, what else needs to go into the shop? Because we are having, uh, we are having these meetings right now. Um, T. Will, Nurse and Dreisaitl are hurt. Rest in peace, Oilers. Yeah, they're not 100%. That's for sure. I assume they'll both go. Chris Tanev was on the ice for the morning skate. Um, but if the line rushes were any uh, indication, he's not going to play in game two. And if he's hurt, why would you play him in game two, right? You're up one nothing in the series. You dominated the Oilers in possession, shots on goal, scoring chances, and all the rest. Um, defensively, you played okay. I mean, let in some soft goals. But 
Um, I think you're okay. And if you don't need to rush Chris Tanev back, I wouldn't rush Tanev back. Um, <laughs> T. Will, this show is going straight NSFW now. Yeah, we don't know exactly where this is going to go. Last minute of play, last minute of play here in the RP show. I'm waiting for Rod to pop into the chat, to be honest. So we got track suits coming, umbrellas coming, rain suits into the store. Um, it's going to be pretty awesome. Rain boots, we might get some rain boots and we'll see. But uh, uh, game two, Battle of Alberta tonight. Game two, uh, Battle, uh, I guess, uh, Carolina, New York tonight as well. As we're into the final 30 seconds. Yeah, next week, we will be live on location in Estevan. Rod's going to get out of the rain. He's flying in this weekend. We'll be in Estevan all next week for the Centennial Cup. So watch for the show live on Game Plus and YouTube Monday from the Centennial Cup in Estevan. Rod, I hope you're okay, man. I hope you're alive. Thanks for watching. And we'll see you Monday from the Centennial Cup here on YouTube and Game Plus TV. Happy Who has more fun than us? <laughs> Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc what's so special about hero Bread's soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co